The following discussion is not necessarily the views of all involved. The goal is to start open and honest discussion in the Christian worldview. Like all things, weigh what you hear with what you know and join us in our pursuit for the truth. Enjoy the podcast. For all the haters out there, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> the only reason I'm even breaking it up is because Caleb is not here. <laughs> and the first question, can someone please explain how Thor's hammer returns to him after he throws it? <laughs> Let's go with wizards. Welcome to the Second Rate Saints podcast, um, where we discuss random theological topics that are sometimes random and sometimes not. Um, my name is Joel, and to my left, uh, I am Joshua, and to my left, I'm <clears throat> wow, I am Colton, and to my left, I'm once again Joel. Um, now you may have noticed for our longtime listeners that we are missing um, one, if not two, people. <laughs> We're missing uh, Caleb today, who's a regular on the show, and we're also missing Stuart, who we've been missing for a really long time. I still miss him. I do miss him. (laughs) We love you, Stuart. Okay, so um, this week we're doing a bit of a different structure of an episode. We're doing uh, uh, something we experimented with a couple of weeks ago called Thoughts in Real Time. Mm-hmm. where we're going to uh, bring up different questions that I have scoured from the internet, and we're just going to have some genuine good Christian conversation, um, and we'll kind of see where it, it heads. Um, but first, we're going to start off with a, uh, a very familiar question to, once again, our longtime <laughs> listeners. What have you read, Josh? Yes. Um, okay, so I read a book called The Story of Creeds and Confessions, Tracing the Development of the Christian Faith by Donald Fairbairn, and Ryan M. Reeves. This book does exactly what the title says. It traces the development of Christian thought through the creeds and then the confessions um, okay. in history. Um, As advertised, I guess. Yeah, it's like 360 pages. Um, and it is a, if you were going to university and they taught you history of Christianity and they taught you basically like grade 11, grade <laughs> nine history, of yep. like Western culture where they're like, hey, and then there was the English Revolution yeah. and Anglicanism. And then Martin Luther did something with a couple of theses yeah. and then threw them <laughs> on the door. Yeah. And that's the end of the Reformation. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's it. Um, this book fills in everything you should have been taught. Yeah. Um, okay. The reason I say that is because what this does is, first of all, he defines the difference between creeds and confessions. Mm-hmm. Um a creed as defined by Fairbairn, Fairbairn and Reeves mm-hmm. is a creed is the fundamental truths that the, the core doctrines that all churches agree on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so when you think of the creeds, you have to think of the Nicene creed, the Athanasian creed and the apostles creed, though it should be known that only the Nicene creed and the Athanasian creed are held as um, binding by the churches. Uh, the apostles creed is not. By most, uh, by all churches. By, by all churches? Yeah. Um, and the reason is, is because there's disagreements on the uh, descending into hell yeah. portion. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And everything the Apostles' Creed says, the Nicene Creed says better. I thought the Roman okay. Catholics held it as binding. So they hold it as true. Right. Like, 
it, what it says is true. But it's not mm-hmm. authoritative. But it's not binding to the church. It's not saying that the Nicene Creed is just the superior one. And it's earlier. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The Apostles' Creed. That So what's really cool is you see the Nicene Creed and the Athanasian Creed are really responses to um, heresy developing. And yep. the Christian church and the fathers needing to formulate what the church believes because right after Christ dies and the apostles are dying, people know what they believe, but it's not formulated. It's not mm-hmm. articulated in strong words that everybody universally can go back to. Right. Mm-hmm. But it should not be seen as the creeds are the word of God. Yeah. The word creed in Latin comes from the word symbolon, um, which means uh, a symbolon was a, you have a document mm-hmm. and then you have a symbolon and a symbolon is how the conclusions you're supposed to come to about the thing that you're reading. So oh, when, this is it like, um, so like the U S with their bill of rights and the constitution kind of, yes. So <laughs> what it is, is as a symbol, right. Which is where we get the word symbol. Right. It is the, like, if you put the two pieces together, like, you know, those like heart, uh, the lockets? Uh, neck- necklaces yeah, that like fit funny. together mm-hmm. and together you understand it, but separately it's its own thing and it it's good, but it's not the whole thing. Right. The idea is, is that like with Philip and the eunuch in the book of Acts, yeah. the eunuch needed Philip to explain it to him, to, to, to trace the, the story of Jesus through the old Testament so that he could come to the conclusion Yeah. or uh, the two, uh, disciples walking along the road of Emma- to Emmaus, mm-hmm. and Jesus had to explain the whole yep. story to them so that they their eyes could be opened. Yeah. And the idea of the creed was to be that, that when okay. you read the word of God, this is what it's telling you. Mm-hmm. But f- this is the fundamental, not the whole thing. Yeah. The fundamental. Um, and so you see those develop, and then confessions are that, what the church believes, but in denominations. Okay. So different denominations create their own confessions. They're longer and they deal with subsidiary issues. They, they, they already, the, the Trinity, the incarnation and Christ have already been established in the creeds Mm -hmm. and in the confessions, it's the, you know, what do you do for the Pentecostals? Their Mm -hmm. confession is like, what do you do with the baptism of the Holy spirit? Mm -hmm. What do you do about scripture and how is that? Is confessions of St. Augustine? An example of one of these, or is it more uh, no, so the, taking that like a statement of faith kind of it thing? would be like the Heidelberg Catechism, the Belgian Confession, mm. uh, the okay. Catechism of the Catholic Church, right? Um, the Anglican, one. the Westminster Catechism, large and short. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, those are confessions or catechisms that right. they are the statement of what does this whole denomination believe in its entirety, right? Um, and anything outside of this is little tiny issues that has no bearing on life. Right. So it'll it'll do the whole Christian thought, but it doesn't really deal with the main three ideas, though it talks about them because they're already established in the creeds, because that's what the whole what, church What main three with. ideas? The the Trinity, the incarnation, and life, death, and resurrection of Christ. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and so they they tell you they extract the the further truth from that. Right. What the denomination agrees with. What do what do the reformed people believe? Go to the Heidelberg Catechism. Mm-hmm. Belgian right. confession. What do the Catholics believe? Go to the Catholic catechism. Yeah. What do the uh, Anglicans or the the Presbyterians believe? Go to the Westminster. Yeah. Catechism. So is it? Would it be fair to call it a narrowing scope of fundamentals within different denominations? Yes. 
Okay. It's ex- it's explaining to you what do we believe. Mm-hmm. This is not binding on the church to believe it. Yeah. But this is what we believe. Right. The conclusion of scripture and the creeds come down. So maybe I'm oversimplifying this, but on like an organizational level, would it be the difference between personal convictions and like biblical truths? That kind of thing where it's like some not all things are forbidden, but not all things are beneficial. So it's like... It, is it putting fences around things? Close. Okay. It's basically, you know, we're we're going to dedicate a, night, a whole episode to this, but like, oh, okay. there's a thing called theological triage, yep. mm-hmm. which is there's primary theological issues, secondary theological issues, and tertiary. Mm-hmm. Primary is what the whole church believes in. Yeah. If you don't agree with those, you're not in the church. You're not Christian. And would you say the creeds occupy that level? Yes. Okay. Um, they deal with the, 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 basically the two issues. And then the third, the, the life, death and resurrection of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, they deal with the Trinity mm-hmm. and the incarnation. Mm-hmm. If you don't agree with those, that that's the that's mm-hmm. the point. Yeah, um, that's the deciding factor. Um, it means that you don't understand Christ properly, so He cannot be the one that right. Yeah, dies. Are those the only three? Yes, those are the those are the three that you have to have. What about human sin? Like it it explains. Oh, like, it's part. Of, it's yeah. in. Okay, I yeah. see. Um, so because that would be your your response oh yes that i'm sinful Mm -hmm. this is true makes sense okay god can die for me it's part of the thing yeah um and so what the confessions do is they explain the secondary issues Mm -hmm. what is it that the the denominations believe that Mm -hmm. is separate from other denominations yeah sometimes they agree but the heidelberg catechism the belgian confession that's what the presbyterian and the reformed church believes Mm -hmm. the the westminster confession that's what that denomination believes um if there is a pentecostal catechism Mm -hmm. i forget if there is one um Um, because it's such a well it's not really a new movement but it 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 has waves so frequently yeah Yeah. Um, like you don't see waves happen quite as often in in reformed traditions if you want Um, to know what the 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 catholics believe the mm -hmm. catholic denomination yeah then you go to their catechism it's like 241 Mm -hmm. uh questions and answers i know like for the last 15 years, I think mm-hmm. like there's been a foundations of Pentecostalism that's been yep. like workshopped kind of in the PAOC yeah. and they just released it last year. Yeah. Really? Uh, or no, it was this year actually. Um, yeah. Did it? it was oh, like, that's good. Is, big the, deal. The, is that the statement of fundamental beliefs? Yeah. Yeah. It's, they, they did the, year, uh, wow. one of the sections was at summit. So yeah. all the pastors and theologians came in, uh, yeah. in my second year mm-hmm. and, I, and I got to sit in. Yeah. On that, that's super cool. And so they even allowed some of the students to ask questions if they wanted to, yeah. to like talk about the issue. Mm-hmm. And so, like a bunch of the pastors in the district and the right. teachers, the theologians, mm-hmm. were all like debating over the yeah. changes in the wording. But and they was, they did come to some sort of agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with, well, they've just published it, so it'll probably be like more editions built upon it. But um, uh, would you say that? Uh, well, I don't want to say like statements of faith because each individual church has a statement mm-hmm. of faith. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, if you went to the Assemblies of God uh, for the mm-hmm. U.S. or something like that, yep. and looked at the Assemblies of God statement, mm-hmm. would that be considered like their catechism essentially? That would be more like that would be that would be under it. That would be less thorough mm-hmm. because okay. confessions are very thorough whereas catechisms uh the creed is very small it's like right. one page this is what the whole church believes mm-hmm. the fundamental the core and then the confessions are thought out multi like a book okay so the the Hubbard catechism is 50 spit that's split into days of the lord 51 of them mm-hmm. 52 um 
And each of them can have two or three questions and answers, oh, yeah. which are like a paragraph long. Mm. Um, and so it's a lot of talking and yeah. like responses, but they're so deep and they're worded so beautifully. Yeah. All of them, all the catechisms yeah. with tons of scriptural references mm-hmm. to each answer. Mm-hmm. Right. And it deals with the core things of like, what is sin? Why does it matter? Mm-hmm. What is, what is the grace of God? What is the love of God? What is, yeah. what is, what right. is my sinful state? What is, mm-hmm. what is our response? What is worship? What yeah. is the law? What does it mean to us? Things where there's disagreement over what they mean, but yeah, mm-hmm. you can't just ignore it. Well, I mean, that's, they're not yeah. just, they're not worthless. But. And, yeah. And if you want a, a scaffold for your theological framework, mm-hmm. read them. Figure yeah. figure out one of them because it will give you jump off points and ideas to place in mm-hmm. your head that when somebody says, What is sin? Yeah. You just remember the catechism. Yeah. What is the love of God? What is the law? Mm-hmm. Right I, there. I can't wait to have an episode on this. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the book talks yeah. about the history of them, right? Yeah. And how they develop. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And how Christianity develops because of these. Because this is. The, the fundamental way in which we express theology. Right. Yeah. So. And like, weirdly enough, Christianity is a text-based religion. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, so much of what we believe is communicated, not just in our services or in our symbolism. Right. Like you said, yeah. but not is the, ex, is the explanation of the symbolism. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think actually goes into like semiotics, which is like a really niche study of hermeneutics. I love part. semiotics, but I don't, I don't understand. I don't. It. <laughs> uh, we'll get there eventually, guys. Yeah, it's kind of a, it was a bad sign. Yeah, <laughs> it's a study yeah. of signs for those who didn't get my excellent joke. Okay, so no as a kind of bumpy segue out of that, I just want to mention a few things before we start. Yeah, let's hear. It. Is it our social media? It is our social media. So we've been trying to be more active on actually YouTube shorts have been awesome lately, getting some good comments, getting some good conversations going. Um, So you can look out for our YouTube shorts. You can look out for our weekly episodes. We're trying to keep a consistent upload, even in this very busy time in our lives. Um, I actually got married in the last two weeks. That's true. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I was going for. So those who missed me on those last couple episodes. Yeah, that wedding um, was fun. Yeah, it was a really good wedding. It was, <laughs> it was it, great. Yeah, I, you know, I enjoyed yeah. it. I yeah. enjoyed it. I had I'm a glad. good time. I had a good time. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, we're back up and at it again, uh, hoping to stay consistent for the summer. And if we can mm-hmm. um, build a little bit of a community around um, conversation on, mm-hmm. on text, then it'll really help. You know, episodes like this where I'm going over the internet and I'm looking at the comments on our different videos, um, looking through apologetics groups, looking through Reddits, like just yeah. everywhere, right? It's really cool to see people talking with us, mm-hmm. disagreeing, agreeing, whatever it is. The disagreeing is very interesting to me. It is. Unless it's like short and not sweet. Well, if, if it's... If it's yeah. mean, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> if it's <laughs> mean in a smart there, way. You hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> if it's mean in a smart way, I love it. Well, yeah. here's the thing. It's we mean, stupid. Bad. If you disagree with us, right, listener, mm-hmm. we want to engage in conversation about ideas mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Like that's the whole point mm-hmm. of this whole podcast mm-hmm. is to get people to think about the Christian worldview, to have the conversations with people yep. because yeah. people don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're just commenting on our video and saying like, ah, oh, you suck because blah, <laughs> right? You believe in God, right? Yeah. If you just ask us a question and you think you're smarter than us, please. Yeah. Like 
educate me. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. asking for it. Let's yeah. fight. Fight me in the comment section. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not it, the kind engage. of community we want. We yeah. want an engaging yeah. community. Yeah. We don't want a fighting community. Take our email. Directly email us instead yeah. of just. Yeah. Second rate saints yeah. uh, at gmail.com. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we're. It's not second rate saints podcast. It's, no, it's second rate saints. Yeah, it's just second rate saints. And second rate saints.com is also our. Yeah, uh, our website where we've got actually like book reviews and stuff. Those haven't taken off quite as much, but we're getting some response from them. It's fun yeah. though. Um, yeah, it is fun. It's fun to you know when someone talks about the podcast because we're, we're getting to the point now where we're having more like in real life conversations about the podcast. <laughs> like enough people in our life know that we've been doing it for quite a while. Yeah, um, that yeah. is super interesting to go like, oh, you know, if you don't have time to listen to a bunch of episodes and you just want to pick up a book and have some alone time. Uh, just check out our, our book review section. Yeah. Anyways, I've, and, I've enjoyed where the podcast is right now. And I feel like that's what these episodes are a little bit is like a return to form. Yeah. And yeah. if you want to follow us a little bit more and mm-hmm. maybe engage with us a little more often, you know, mm-hmm. our Instagram's also open with. Yeah. We got an Instagram, which has all of our YouTube shorts also being uploaded to it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so a much more casual way. I, I've been, been posting a little bit of scripture every once in a while and stories and stuff. You know, you, you'll start to get some of the same stuff over and over, but it's it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Okay, so like I said, I've put together questions. We got to do and some this, thoughts. You got to do some thoughts in real time. Yeah, rather than so fake you guys time. can you both confirm with me? You have no idea what I'm going to ask either. Oh, absolutely, going to ask if I have no thoughts. The answer is yes, but yeah, <laughs> I head we, empty. Over we there. both know that's <laughs> a lot. Completely. Uh, out of his mind over there. So, was the Trinity broken when Christ was on Earth? No. 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 Next question. No, no it's the Son no, of next God. Question. What, what do you mean? The Son of God in Christ is mm-hmm. still omnipresent. So, one of the the proofs what? I saw behind this question. But he's not omnipresent. <laughs> what? Jesus Christ isn't omnipresent. No, the Son of God. How is the Son of God omnipresent if he's in Jesus? No. See that's that's the thing is it it breaks up a little bit of his uh, omnipresence also his omniscience a little bit because nobody knows the day nor the hour only my father in heaven so I've had um, somebody come up to me and say hey he knows now though right because he's in heaven yes but so the- does Jesus know now when he's coming back or is he still waiting at the father's side no but part of being incarnated as Jesus yeah right the Son of God does not lose mm-hmm. does not cease being God. You're right, but yeah, he doesn't cease having the attributes. Okay, I, I hate to be that guy. I'm going to definitely sound like a heretic again. <laughs> second rate, yeah, second rate saint. Um, does Jesus need to be omnipresent or omniscient to be God? No, the G, the Son of God is omnipresent. Jesus, as the human who is the incarnate, what's the difference son of between God? G, uh, the Son of God and Jesus? Jesus Christ is the union of the Son of God and human. In human flesh. Yeah, the word became flesh. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the, the son of God himself, the the second member of the Trinity, does not cease being God. He doesn't change. Mm-hmm. But he did make himself a little yeah, but, lower than the angels, which makes which has always in, in my mind been casting off some of these attributes or at least neglecting them for some I, time. I don't think that um all of the Trinity needs to have the same aspects of I don't want to say physical presence. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, we're heretics now, but yeah. yeah, you are. <laughs> Jesus doesn't have to be like the son of God doesn't have to be omnipresent for him not to be God. He still has all the attributes, the personable attributes. He just not doesn't have the fit like quote unquote physical attributes. Like the spirit 
is different from Jesus in multiple different ways. It's different from the Father in multiple Jesus, different ways. Jesus, yes, mm-hmm. but not the Son of God. The, the only difference between the three members of the Trinity is in their ordering and relationship to each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. I disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, then you're disagreeing with the Athanasian Creed. Well, function. <laughs> function, I think, is more important than... That's what I mean. Personage. In, in, who, in what they are in ordering and uh, who they are to each other. Well, I, I agree with that part, but I think it's mm-hmm. not just that. Like, and... Well, isn't the uniqueness of the Trinity required that they go only be defined in relation to each other yes is that oh, what you're geez. saying that's what i mean is that okay. the son is not the father and the father is not the spirit and the spirit is not the son but the, all three are god all three mm-hmm. contain all the attributes. yeah if you're describing the trinity i agree mm-hmm. yeah but um yes i agree i they are fully god in person and character and all of that why can't the son of god be omnipresent why? Why does that change about him? Uh, if, if he has the nature of God, yeah. he doesn't change. Yeah. That's the immu- the immutability of God. Well, we, we all know that he did change. That's that's the problem, though. He didn't change. He he. Okay. In a sort of, sort of roundabout way, you're right. Um, because God is outside of time. Therefore, Jesus was always human. To some extent, the Son of Man was always human and always not human because mm-hmm. time only exists. God doesn't exist inside of time, therefore you can't define you can't use time to define God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Jesus is a change of the Son of Man from what was before on no. Earth. Yeah, but on Earth, <laughs> Jesus, the Son of Man was not flesh until he became flesh. Yes, but he he didn't stop being the Son of Man. He didn't stop no, being agree. the son of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, he doesn't change. No, I, I agree. Yeah. But he did change his physical form. There was no physical form. I know, and then he became physical. No, he incarnated. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, into a physical form. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he doesn't lose the attributes. Well, he does, and he lose. doesn't cease being the son of God. Well, is there nothing some, changes about? Okay, him. so the, the, my question is: is is there a son of God during Jesus's time that just exists and is omnipresent, even if it's not Jesus? Yes, it's the two natures. That's fully God, fully, fully God human. Fully yeah. Man, yeah, he's fully God, which means he is omnipresent as the Son of God. Jesus, the human, mm-hmm. is not. Oh, I disagree. Yeah, I don't think that's what that means. So. Okay, here's another interesting question. I actually got this question from um, The Lost World of Scripture okay. by John Wall. Um, what level of education or knowledge do you ascribe to Christ while on earth? Because um, we know he could read. That's about it. Yeah. What level of education? What, like, what, how much do you think he knew I, while I, on earth? Because if think, he didn't know the day nor the hour, right? Yeah. So we, there's some plan of God that is obscured from him yes that he was doing only in obedience to the father yes now this this could be a way of more of how mm. the gospel i didn't expect writers... this to be christology so much i'm sorry no, it's, just, great. it's, it's great. absolutely what the question leads to so um this might be more just how the gospel writers wrote it mm-hmm. um and less so to be like like actually some prescriptive thing about jesus but especially mark when it talks about him having his more prophetic 
kind of missions and stuff, it mm-hmm. it describes how Jesus came to the knowledge that he does, like mm-hmm. prophecy and stuff, very similarly to the prophets, yeah. which implies yeah. they didn't know before until the father revealed it to him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually how it works. So like if Jesus's mission was that he didn't know until God revealed it to him, mm-hmm. and that would be similar with how he like um even potentially as a child when he read the uh, scroll mm-hmm. um, and everyone's like, how is he knowing? How does he know what this means? Like he's yeah. not being taught. What the heck? When he's mm-hmm. taught with, when he's talking with the uh, elders, elders, yeah. that's the it. priests. Yeah. Um, they're like 12. How does he know this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the whole, it, like, it could be God in my father's house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be, um, that could be an innate part of Jesus is that he just, he knows all of this naturally because he's, because he is mm-hmm. God. Or it could be that prophetic God revealed it to him. Yeah. I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting um, kind of how different people, because even for it to occur in someone's mind that the Trinity can somehow be broken by the incarnation. Mm. Right, yeah. um, and and that's an overhumanization of of Christ. Yeah. Right, that's what happens when you don't consider one hundred percent man, one hundred percent God, kind of a thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting yeah. kind of option. Which there were no good answers should, in the comments. So we I'll should land on a like yeah. somewhat of an answer. Oh, I yeah, do not sure. think mm-hmm. that the Trinity is broken. I agree. No, not, yeah. not at all. It was yeah. more that we were going to yeah. talk about why it wasn't broken. Yeah. I, I didn't expect us to come no, to a no, conclusion no. of yeah. like, God was less powerful when he was on earth. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> my, my, yeah. I think mine sounds very much the closest to heresy. Mm-hmm. I think more I come from the idea that the human, the, the ideas we use to describe God, like omniscient and omnipresent mm-hmm. are yeah. things that yes, we used to describe how God describes himself in the Bible and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we take them more than what the Bible means. So when we say okay. that Jesus is omnipresent, or sorry, the Son of Man mm-hmm. is omnipresent. The Son of God. Son of Man is the name given to the personage of Jesus. Right, the Christ, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, if, I, I don't think that that extends, like I don't think you can then say that that term itself needs to exist um, for the Trinity to still be functioning. Okay. Like, I think that the Son mm-hmm. of Man is God, but I don't think that omniscience ne- or omnipresence mm-hmm. is necessarily part of, of of the innate characteristics of God that have to be part of all three. Mm. I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. I, ju- I just, this is a question mm-hmm. I've wrestled with a lot. I have no idea. Yeah. I am very second rate, maybe third saint at this point. <laughs> third rate. No, it's it's definitely something to wrestle with, especially when you're trying to figure out your your high and low Christology. Mm-hmm. Um, high Christology being that pertaining to his relation to the Godhead, really, and yep. his low yep. Christology being relation to man. Well, and and um, the point that the Reformed Church makes, and this might ease tension with mm-hmm. this, is that there is a tension in the mystery of the incarnation. Yes. Yeah. Of what it means that God is 100% mm-hmm. God and 100% man. Yep. Sorry, that the... Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is 100% God and 100% man. The Son of God, the second member of the Trinity, mm-hmm. and the man Jesus is yeah. the Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, is that there is a mystery there and how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, there is stuff we know that Scripture says. Yeah. Um, but the tension, as the Reformed Church kind of talks, is intentional. Yeah. Because what it does is in the battling of the idea and in mm-hmm. the contending with the idea, you are drawn into thought and attention and worship of him yeah and in doing so Mm -hmm. more of your thoughts more and Mm -hmm. you fall into love and relationship with him through Mm -hmm. that tension yeah and it's endless yeah Yeah. so you can just 
for all mm-hmm. eternity continue to fall deeper and deeper and deeper mm-hmm. into that wealth of mystery. Yeah. Um, well, because there's a mistake to going too far on either side of high, overly high or denying, overly low yeah. Christology. Yeah. Um, I think but that, I agree with your kind of fighting with tension thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons why the Bible isn't clear on the, on the whole subject as mm-hmm. well, like the mystery thing, absolutely. But that mystery is important because if you define it too much, mm-hmm. it's very easy to find heresy in it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, like, and that's the point is that there's there's the parameters on either side, yeah. which is the 100% God and 100% man. And there's the other things that are around that, the other ideas. Um, and those are, this is this is the core, like this is what you have to believe. On the issue, yep. the The mystery in between there, the the ontological reality of the 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 union of the two, mm-hmm. um, horribly difficult and endless tension. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, yeah, absolutely. The mind I mean, is a wonderful thing. When you're contemplating mm-hmm. low Christology, you're drawn into the empathy he has for mankind and the experience mm-hmm. of his, you know, of, of his death and resurrection. Um, and then when you're contemplating high Christology, it's his omnipotence and his, mm-hmm. uh, you know, omniscience. And it's yep. like these divine attributes of God. As for your second question, um, I don't think we gave much of an answer for it. The uh, how much does Jesus oh, yeah. know? Yeah. I guess my instinct is that Jesus actually didn't know that much until mm-hmm. it was revealed to him. I think that's where I land. Although, again, that could just be the way it was described. And I mean, know what it means. If you're explanation for that is a pattern shown throughout the prophets and then a description of Christ as yeah. a prophet, the prophet. Yeah. You, you know, the prophet like Moses. Well, yeah. if prophet is only defined as those who communicate with God, then Jesus is the best and only prophet kind of thing. Sure. Uh, He's you the see only what I'm high saying? priest. The only high priest. Yeah. Yeah. As Hebrews would put um, The difference with him though would be the unique relationship as the son of God and mm-hmm. the unique relationship yeah. as the one with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. fully. Yeah. And when you see me, you see the father. Yeah. Um, right. He, he knows that he's the son of God mm-hmm. when he's 12. Yeah. And some people have put in the idea that maybe it happened at his bar mitzvah. Like, oh, yeah. like that's when, mm-hmm. when he becomes a man is when mm-hmm. the it's fully realized. Yeah. But I think Mary was told, um, that he was the son of God. Um, and her his siblings didn't believe him, but yeah. Uh, yeah. she did. Mm. Um, and so I think there would have been a f- between her, Joseph, and Jesus, yeah, a few conversations, yeah, by then. Mm-hmm. Um, with especially like with the amount of with the two the the prophetess and the man Simon that comes up to them when yeah. he's a baby, mm-hmm. two. Do you, at this point, do you think that Jesus knew more about math than he did the end times? Uh no, I think he what? I think he had he was as, a carpenter. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I think he had as much knowledge would, as any human would about any human issue. Mm-hmm. Like uh, about farming, whatever that he would have experienced in life. Mm-hmm. Um as a human, as part of the being 100% human. But when it came to reading the scripture and understanding it, yeah. He he had the absolute trust in yep. the, in the human awareness sense but the absolute knowledge of what the full trueness of the scripture was. Mm. Sure. Um, that everything he, he didn't have a single wrong idea when he learned. Yeah. That I agree. He came to the proper conclusion every single time. Yeah. And that yeah. his answer had explored all possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote, explored every possibility because he knew the answer. Kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but 
does and would he have known that like would he have known that that was true because he was the son of god like because he knew he was the son of god i think so sure but i think it would have been like uh like the same way you know what you know Mm -hmm. right you just know it but you don't put into any thought into like why do i believe so uh, like strongly about what i think Right, I put a lot of thought into that. Well, no, no. no. What I mean is just like, oh, I just know, like King John from twelve hundreds wrote the paper. Right, it's like I just know that because I read it in a book. Yeah, right. The I think the 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 same like feeling Mm. is like, yeah, I just know I'm the son of God. Yeah, yeah. This is just the proper answer. You're just wrong, and then here's the reasons why. Okay, Mm -hmm. I don't think it was just like downloaded into his brain, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, like God, give me the answers. Uh, Like it was like. The human experience mm-hmm. of learning, but he just because he was sinless, didn't have the obstruction of sinful hmm. thought, didn't have oh, the obstruction that's a really of really good answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I've never considered that. Interesting. Yeah. It was the best learner because he didn't have the shroud of sin. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. He didn't have the team yeah. of sin judging his clouding his judgment. Kind yeah. Of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. This one is a little bit more current day. Awesome. Ooh. Okay. This is just from somewhere on Instagram I found. Is the idea of a vision board or manifesting inconsistent with a biblical worldview? If what? no, then why is asking the Lord to bless you different than manifesting? Okay, I have no idea what that means. So manifesting is, is this whole thing like um, if you believe if you believe good things will happen to you, they'll happen to you. Oh. Right? That kind of thing. And like people have like vision boards and they basically, because I they're focusing this, yeah. on it, it will take place within their life. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's very much like a new agey, like crystals kind of a thing. came out of a yeah. book called the, uh, the secret. Okay. Um, which wow. was, yeah, which was like this, this whole thought on like the whole, like the secret to life was like, mm-hmm. if you manifest, if you believe mm-hmm. the, these things that if you put a vision forward and mm-hmm. you know, you create basically just like create a dream for your life then, yeah. and you focus on it, put the notices everywhere, blah, 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 mm-hmm. in your house, strange. then you'll believe then it'll come true. Um, and that only works. The only people that believe that mm-hmm. are the people that did it, and then it happened. Yeah, but like it's a confirmation there's a bias. million yeah. people oh, out yeah, there sure. that did it. It mm-hmm. didn't work out, and are just like this idea is dumb. Um, the only reason, okay, the only thing I give it, right, the only thing I give it is when it here's an effect, right? That's similar mm-hmm. when you when you want to buy a Jeep. Mm-hmm. All you see on the road is Jeeps. Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. Right? When when you own a Corv when you want a Corvette, mm-hmm. the only thing you see on the roads is Corvettes. Mm-hmm. Do you right? think it's only confirmation bias? No, but what I think it is is that when you're where your attention is drawn is where you go and what you see more. Mm-hmm. Because when your attention is on something, everything else, your brain cuts away. Right. If I yeah. told you that there's more green in the world than any other color, you're yeah. going to notice all the green. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when you not true. when you focus on something, it's just normal psychology of that's what you're thinking about all the time. Yeah. So you see it in the books in the corner, you see it in the walls, mm-hmm. you see it in the you, in the conversations that are going on around you. Right. Yeah. You hear those ideas, and your brain's blocking out everything else. What, mm-hmm. what if it's something like that can happen with more abstract things? Like, yeah, um, I'm going to be getting good luck, and so you start noticing all the good luck stuff, and yes. you're manifesting good mm-hmm. luck. Yeah. But what if it's something more specific, like I'm going to be healed from this? Um, so if it's that, then there is the um the phenomenon of uh 
non-religious belief healing, which happens for like a few days. Mm-hmm. People will have like a broken leg and then it's been observed where like doctors will do something like make them believe that their leg is healed and they'll walk around for a few days and then it, the, the pain will come back. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so like, there's that it's just the furthering of the placebo effect. Psychosomatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like every time it wears off when evidence is brought to their awareness that like, Oh, my legs mm-hmm. actually not healed. Um, what is the, but, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm not meaning to cut you off, but what mm-hmm. is the difference between the man or vision board or manifestation mm-hmm. of sort of prayer for healing mm-hmm. and actually praying for healing and it happening? That's what I'm asking you the, guys. The difference for right? me would be God is actually interacting with the world and making it. So the mm-hmm. manifesting it is just, you're like, I want this to happen. But then if it's it kind of the difference between magic and religion, kinda, you know? So and then the the the, the difference of like yeah. when either doesn't happen is mm-hmm. the person it doesn't happen because you're just actually just saying words and thinking about it all the time. Yeah. And then when it doesn't happen with God is because God's deciding not to heal you mm-hmm. for His own right. wisdom and purpose. But um, isn't wouldn't Christian manifesting be believing that God will do that for you, and oh. therefore it's this idea of having faith that God will do it, and that makes it somehow more likely to happen? Is that oh. kind of the idea? Christian manifesting <clears throat> would be heresy. But really, yeah, it would be prosperity gospel. I think. Yeah, that's I, what I it agree would with be. That. Yeah, um, but I think the the true the the sin of this comes from taking whatever that is that Ferrari or whatever, yeah. and that becomes the idol because, like you said, it yes. cuts it yes. all else. Yeah. And yeah. and the reason I said uh, earlier that it was like the difference between magic and religion is um, Sigmund Mowinkel's Cult and Phenomenology mm. covers it, and okay. uh, very much like the magic is influencing the forces around you from you kind of a thing. Whereas religious ceremony or, or what they would call cult um, is influencing the will of the gods. Now that's a very much like an old Testament, ancient near East kind of a view of it. Right. But it does maintain its way into monotheism and and eventually Christianity. I see what you mean. um, Christianity's response would be prayer and like cultic Mm -hmm. relationship, like Mm -hmm. ceremony would be, aligning yourself with the will of the God mm-hmm. rather than manipulating the will yes. of the God for yourself. For yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's not a force that you're bending to your will. It's yeah. It's aligning your, your will. Yeah. You're bending to it. Yeah. Well, it's the reason we focus on scripture rather than focus on, um, I don't know what we want or yeah. like, yeah. you know, well, yeah, um, it's, it's when you pray, yes, pray for healing. Yeah. But it's also Lord, help me deal with the sickness. Help, yeah. help, help me, uh, you know, comfort me in this time. Yeah. Help me deal with this, mm-hmm. this problem in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and, but also yeah. your will be done. Your yes. will be done. Yeah. Yeah. In Christianity, how, at least in your opinion, mm-hmm. how high up in rank of importance for the idea of Christianity is, uh, not the provenance necessarily of God, but, uh, when, I think it's Jesus. I can, I can always get these parables mixed up. Is it Jesus who says the parable of the man who asks for a snake? Um, or the man who asks for a bread yeah. gets a snake instead? <laughs> yeah. And that God wouldn't do that kind and of thing? And the son asks his yeah. father for... Yeah. yeah. Um, how, like, that idea of God giving you what... I don't want to say what you ask for. I don't think that's fair. How how important is that in the Christian worldview? Um, of, of an idea like like we know that the main idea is jesus died and rose again you have to yeah. believe that but how mm-hmm. important is 
God will give you what you need slash kind of want. The maybe. Can I respond to this, Joel, or do you want to? I'm just going to say, seek first the kingdom of God, and all yeah. else will be added to you. That's the mm. first verse that comes to mind for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, like when, when you bring that up. Um, so I don't think the expectation of earthly wealth is really in any way connected to a Christian mm. life. Uh, in fact, it's it might even be antithetical to humility. Well, um. if if the if the wealth is a stumbling block and if God doesn't want the wealth to occur. Which wealth is most often a stumbling block? Most often. Okay. Not yeah. always. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think that the Jewish law had more of a focus on uh, wealth as a sign of doing good because it was a sign of obeying God? How is that mm-hmm. different from the New Testament? Like, how is that different from the, the Christian idea? Well... I, I mean, I wealth don't, is different I, in Christianity. I don't think but. it's different. I think the articulation that the Israelites had was faulty. Um, you think so? Yeah, because part of the problem was they were obeying the law to get blessed, where the law was you are blessed and so you obey. Hmm. Um, because as they continue to fall away, the, the blessings are taken mm-hmm. and the curses are added. As they fall away. Yes. Um, And the whole, it's all predicated on you will do this because I freed you from Egypt. You will do this because I'm your God. You will do this because you will be holy because I am holy. And so it's all predicated on the, you have been blessed. So obey. And now for us, it's you have been saved. So now obey out of gratitude. I wrote one of my major papers on the blessing and curses Mm -hmm. in Deuteronomy. And how it's shown throughout the book. Yeah. Deuteronomy is very interesting because I, I don't know how much it should reflect on the rest of the law. Because, say, Exodus and Leviticus especially, mm-hmm. they don't talk as much about the blessings and curses as uh, Deuteronomy does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Deuteronomy, um, it is probably one of the main central themes is blessing and curses in that mm-hmm. book. That if you follow God, you will be blessed. If you do not follow God, you will be cursed. Yes, mm-hmm. it's as a consequence, but it's definitely also a motivator. How much of that is actually for like for Jewish law? How how important is the reward for doing good? Is it just that will happen, or is it like this is why you should follow me? No, that's mm-hmm. the, it's the natural consequence. Obedience, obedience, and blessing go hand in hand. Yeah, but it's also it, it it is also described as a motivator. No, but that's yeah. what I mean. But it's 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 a motivator because it's what goes with mm-hmm. obedience. It's not a motivator as like a hey, I'll give you this if you obey. Yeah. It's not like a dog being led by a, like a like a stick. It's uh the there's two hands. The good life is through obedience. The bad life is through disobedience. You want the good life. That's just everybody wants that. Nobody wants the bad life. Okay, yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. And so it's like, yes, it's motivational, but that's because if there if there isn't a bad behind you and a good in front of you, you won't do you won't move in the good direction. Right. Um but it's you don't obey to manipulate God to bless. Of course. And mm-hmm. that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that is true because even yeah. when they do obey, they're not obeying quote yeah. unquote good enough kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's but, a misunderstanding that a lot of people bring to Proverbs. Yep. Right. Is oh, that yeah. um, not only that they're commands, 
but they will have the direct effect. Yeah, the prescriptive, uh, like this is what. Yeah, it's more if descriptive, you, yeah. right? And like it's, every pastor will tell you that that's not true. Specifically, with if what? you raise a child in the ways of the Lord, yeah. they will they will oh, yeah, depart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah every, we can see it yeah. doesn't really happen. It's more that it won't depart from them. Um, what's that's what deep. If, that's, uh, if you give hey, your friend, can you repeat that? Yeah, it's okay. I don't um, repeat that whole thing. Oh man, I don't even remember it now. <laughs> so it departs it's, from me. It's, it's, <laughs> so it's the the proverb is mm-hmm. raise a child in the ways of the Lord, and they will never depart from it. Yeah. And then you said it, it's, it's not that they it, they will never depart from it. Is that yeah. it will never depart from, from them. them? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay. ultimately that's you don't take away super deep conviction. Control. I mean, right? Um, yeah. Well, I noticed this when I was reading through. It might be in Proverbs 6, and I, I probably should look that up before I even say it, but um, it talks about, remember, in the days when you were old. No, what is it? It's about writing um, mm. the, the laws on, on your bones. Yes. Right? And I thought that oh. was super weird terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was in some class. I don't remember what it was. Ancient Near East, maybe? Okay. It was historical literature. That's what it was. And yeah. they were talking about the view of, of the bones being the very essence of your person. Mm. Right. And that's, I was kind of thinking about it. And and that's what I came to was that um, ultimately, if you are properly taught in a morally convicting Mm. way, um, Mm. it will not depart from you because it's on your bones. (laughs) Right. Because it's sort of metaphor and like physically pretty, like, it's a meme. It's been ingrained into your brain to the point where it's part of you. Yeah. Christianity is a meme at that point. And that's why when Josiah, Mm. um, who's prophesied, in the book of Kings mm-hmm. to there would be a future King yeah. named Josiah who would, um, uh, re, uh, like reap all the evil out of mm-hmm. Israel, take down all the high places, destroy yeah. all the idols. Mm-hmm. And what he does is he goes to the burial grounds of where all the ball priests mm-hmm. and the Astro priests are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he takes out all their bones and he crushes them and burns I them. Remember. Yeah. And then that becomes the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot about that. uh, Gehenna. Yeah. Um, and there's one pro, uh, prophet there mm-hmm. to God. Yeah. And he says, what about that one? Mm-hmm. And, uh, he says, that's the one who prophesied that yeah, you would do what you're prophet. doing right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. leave him. And they destroyed the bones so that they would not go to the afterlife because it's the core of who the person was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. And yeah. Gehenna is most often translated as hell. Yeah. For yes. those who do not recognize <laughs> that from their yeah. Bible. But that's yeah. what Jesus describes as. Mm-hmm. And it was just this constant burning garbage mm-hmm. pit in the valley of Kidra. Yes. Just outside of I'm Jerusalem. Sure. I'm pretty sure that's right. I yeah. could be wrong. Yeah, you did some reading on this a while ago. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. in terms of prosperity, I don't want, like, we're going to have a whole episode on prosperity stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, that'd be so cool. and prosperity. Yeah. I think it, it's kind of important. I know so many people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say who buy into the lie. I don't mm-hmm. think that's fair. I think that they're very well-intentioned mm-hmm. because they don't want to have pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Problem is the Bible doesn't say you won't have pain. Yeah. And that's what most people, Guarantees when they think it. with these mm-hmm. manifestations and stuff, it's like God promises good things as long as you have enough faith. Yeah. I don't think that's what the Bible talks about. Mm-hmm. It guarantees suffering. And yeah. it actually <laughs> yeah, says that true. suffering can be a good thing. Yeah. Well, the uh, yeah. in Acts 5, the uh, Peter and John get brought before the Sanhedrin and whipped and beaten mm-hmm. um, and scourged. Yeah, uh, for not turning, not stopping for 
preaching God or well, uh, Jesus, and they they immediately praise God for being yeah. allowed to suffer for His sake. Yeah, and that's what mm -hmm. uh, Jesus even says. Uh, they because they hated me, they will hate you yep. more, mm -hmm. um, and you will be persecuted on my behalf. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a good thing. Uh, and then in Romans, Paul says suffering leads to character growth. Yeah. Um, suffering and yeah, part of suffering means that you don't get what you want all the time as well. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you just ask for not suffering and God would give it to you. But yeah. 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 Well, I mean, Solomon asked for wisdom. Wouldn't it be cool if he just said no suffering and see what he turned out as a kid? There is a stoic line. Death. Sorry, am I cutting you off? No, not at all. Okay, there's a, your stoic line, there's a yeah. stoic line <laughs> yeah. that is, I think, actually so cool, mm -hmm. um, is we deal with the body rigorously yeah. so that it does not disobey the mind. <laughs> yeah, I've read that one. I read that yeah. one when I right? had to take my philosophy course. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is like the, the whole idea of suffering and like willingly taking it on, dying to yourself, yep. blah, blah, blah. Taking up your cross. Yeah, it's yeah. so that it lead that that god through those moments in obeying him and being called into that death or as mm -hmm. as bonhoeffer says like he bids you come and die yeah right being willing to go into that is the yet yeah, that willingly taking on that suffering develops you refines you into that yep. part of the sanctification process mm -hmm. into that better human that new creation and that's painful mm -hmm. utterly painful um, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So I was on Reddit. What were you doing there? And I found a really old subreddit. Oh, no. Called Enlit, which is, an, explain it like Enlit? I'm not a theologian. Okay, and I got two questions from there. Three? Three, I got three, but I might only do two. Explain it like I'm not a theologian? Explain it like I'm not a theologian. Okay, okay. So, so dumb it down. Sorry, okay. not dumb it down. Wow. Make it <laughs> accessible Digestible. to non- theologians but. and the first question can someone please explain how thor's hammer returns to him after he throws it <laughs> yes i can the will of god I, well, but like will of a god no no, no. Yeah, the will of the sentience of molnir oh yeah Mjolnir, you mean? Mjol i'm sorry, yeah, sorry. Molnir? Mjolnir is a sentient weapon yeah um and so yeah because it is tied directly to thor through the uh it's magic also of odin Mm -hmm. uh, Based on the new Thor movie, it's also a woman. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that movie's bad. Continue. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I think it's pretty fun. Um, the yeah. So as a sentient being, mm -hmm. a, a hammer with sentience and that yeah. can move itself through space and time. Yeah. Um, when he calls for it back, mm -hmm. it obeys. Because it is bound to him, his will. But it, no, there's more to the question. Um, oh, dang it. Is it shaped like a boomerang and he has like similar properties? Is it a kind of invisible elastic band that stretches and snaps back? Or does it have some kind of supernatural ability that enables it to defy physics? Anyways, we focused too much on this. <laughs> and I just thought it was really funny that someone's like, I need a theologian to figure out. I'm going yes. with the first one. The boomerang? It's a boomerang. It's a boomerang? I'm thinking the Invisible Elastic Band just because I don't know how they would get it what's, done in the movies. What's otherwise. fun about it is it's actually tied to the fundamental fabric of reality. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so is you it? can use it as an anchor point and move the universe because it can't be moved as part of its uh, thing. So Thor 
gets so strong. <laughs> sorry, uh, the Hulk gets so strong in one comic mm-hmm. that he can't. He still can't lift it because it's not about how strong you are. Right. It's mm-hmm. a matter of just you cannot. So is the Earth worthy? No. He. <laughs> how does the Earth move it? The the no the hammer ceases to move on purpose. On a physical object, on a non-sentient object, because hmm. it's applied to sentient objects. So, oh, I see what yeah. you mean. Okay. So, but Thor, so Hulk gets so strong, he just keeps getting stronger and angrier that he can't lift it, right? Until eventually he gets so strong that when he picks it up, everybody sees him move it, mm-hmm. but he's actually moving reality, the whole universe around the hammer because he can't move the hammer. So the the hammer is tied directly to space-time. I hate to be that guy, but <laughs> if he laid it on Loki's chest, why does Loki not just go flying into the distance because he's anchored in space and point in time? You're making flat-earth arguments about Marvel. No, no, because the planets no, are constantly No, if the Earth moving. is spinning, then why aren't I flying <laughs> off of it? Because because as a sentient hammer, it's moving with the reference. Guys, I don't want to talk about this question. Yeah, this anymore. is dumb. Nobody came to this podcast for this. Hey, dude. I thoughts in real time. In fact, there might not be anyone left. <laughs> um... Okay, why did three magi come to give gifts to Jesus? And what is the significance of Zoroastrian priests bringing gifts? Can I? It's my probably not about three. This. Yeah, no, it's it's three gifts that they brought. But the yeah. question was three magi, and the first comment that I saw was exactly what you're saying: is um actually common <laughs> misconception. Um, it could have been several. Do what I am. I'm the theological equivalent of that guy that when the scene in Lord of the Rings happens where he kicks mm-hmm. the helmet and it's like, hey, did you know? Yeah. <laughs> he broke his foot. Yeah. yeah. He's like unwanted director's commentary in yeah. a theater. I'm yeah. so sorry, guys. Yeah. What's the actual question again? Um, I just heard three bad Why did Magi bring three gifts to Jesus? <laughs> and what's the significance of Zoroastrian priests bringing their gifts? This leads into another question later. Mm. Um, What... So are, is it the, all three of them are Zoroastrian? Is that the idea? So Zoroastrianism is like kind of placed upon them. We kind of only know that they were like foreign dignitary type people. Right. Um, but it seems like if they were practicing a, astrology or astronomy or whatever yeah. you want to call it at that point in time, um, that they would have been practicing something akin to Zoroastrianism. Can I give a rebuttal? Sure. Oh, sorry. Just an alternate perspective that mm-hmm. other people have had. Um, they're the remnants of the Babylonian uh, sorcerers, the Magi. The Chaldeans? Uh, yeah, so okay. from Daniel. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, at just worshiping the Babylonian gods, like Marduk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason, and we, who were astrologers, mm-hmm. um, who followed star signs for their kings and stuff like that. And the reason that they are looking for Jesus mm-hmm. is because they have copies of the scroll that were left there from the exile. And so they know of the prophecies mm-hmm. and they, they know of the, the promised star, which would be the sign of a king. Yeah. And God uses their own astrology and mm-hmm. draws them just mm. these three guys. They, they remember what Daniel did. They remember yeah. what Nehemiah and Ezra did mm-hmm. after the fall of Babylon. Um, and so they know that, Yahweh mm-hmm. is a God that should be mm-hmm. reckoned with and that this king really is a king. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the gifts, people try to match them to the life, death, and uh, I was 
just about to ask yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, because one of them is a burial perfume. Yeah. Um, and then the gold may have been uh, used for uh, like raising Jesus by Mary and Joseph oh, yeah. while they were in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. So that would be like reminiscent of when they gave all the jewelry from their neighbors to the, the Israelites who were okay. skating. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I get yeah. that. It, I like the symbolism there. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. I but think it's intentional. I, I don't sure. know. I don't know if that's, mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's an alternate perspective. That just, that's flavor text, dude. No, what I know, the Babylonian just, thing specifically, not Zoroastrian, mm-hmm. but rather yeah. Babylonian, uh, okay, sorcerers. Well, that's the, the alternate. And, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with the three, is, is it supposed to like, is it like more of a that polemic idea that's mm-hmm. taking these three things and it's like no look these things that you thought were for this religion actually apply to Jesus kind of thing? I think so. Like they're showing the significance that it would show in their religion. Look, mm-hmm. it's significant Jesus kind of thing. Well, we talked uh, in a couple episodes back um, that sometimes it was in the life of Joseph that right. sometimes divination is used to communicate God's purpose, right? Yes. That the imperfect means. Mm-hmm of these weird rituals and stuff are sometimes used to communicate God's mm-hmm. plan. Yeah. God will use regardless the, of whether he's actually involved in those things or would even, um, recommend those things or, oh, yeah. or like honor those things. Divination mm-hmm. outlawed in the law. Don't do it. Astrology yeah. outlawed. Mm-hmm. Right. All that stuff. But in this scenario, God mm-hmm. is using yeah. the, the, the thing at hand, yeah, which is their belief in astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, and pointing to himself. And pointing to himself. Um, just okay. like just like when he uses the idol of Dagon to bow down to him in mm. Philistia. Yeah. Where he's 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 saying in this story that mm-hmm. the god is bowing down to him. Yeah. Right? But he also says that he's mm-hmm. the only god. Yeah. And like and so there's First Samuel five is an is a crazy good story in the oh. Old Testament. I mean, it's about the Ark of the Covenant saving itself. It yes. It's very cool. <laughs> no, it's it's one of the best stories mm-hmm. where God is just like, I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, like Jesus is the obvious example, mm-hmm. right? I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Ark of the Covenant, I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. The Exodus, I'll do it myself. Yep. Right. And it's, um, which is the point, but mm-hmm. it's, it's such a like an overt mm-hmm. example yeah. of God. Just like the Israelis are just sitting there and they see a cart with the ark strolling mm-hmm. up over the hill. Yep. Yeah. And they're just like, what is, yeah. what's <laughs> going what on? Is going what going on? Yeah. And then one guy touches it and they're like, oh, geez. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, guys, God's back. <laughs> it's like- Which was the exact wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and I think it's also so interesting the placement of it right before um the placing of Saul as Saul, the king of Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, hey, I've well, protected my own and, better than you hmm. ever will. And that's um, another thing, right? Is that's God, interesting, yeah. Yeah. God uses kings. Mm-hmm. Right? Was they wanted a system mm-hmm. that the other nations had and he's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. He had planned David it mm-hmm. the whole time, but um and then you've got um, the law. Mm-hmm. The law was Hammurabi's. Yeah. Um, the 
Schumer. So it was it was based off of Hammurabi. Yeah, yeah. but like there's there's direct which Moses would have known it. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's direct sections of the law with mm-hmm. slight word changes. Some of them are exactly the same. Yeah, and then there's whole sections that are added. Yeah, um, and the punishments are changed more appropriate. Yeah, um, but it's God is taking the system of a law yeah. that a people have, mm-hmm. adapting it to point to Him. Yeah, God is taking the religious practices mm-hmm. yeah. of the other the the the, sto- the creation stories the mm-hmm. the flood narratives the tower stories yeah the, pointing them at him mm-hmm. um the the issue i have with the with the polemic idea for the birth narrative of jesus mm-hmm. um when it comes to especially with the the magi uh magi Ma- magi Maggie, yeah. gift, Jeff Maggie, kind of thing. Maggie. Sorry, the Maggie. With yeah. the Maggie, um, let's go with wizards. I've always heard Magi, but yeah, yeah, Magi. Um, my issue with that is that how both Luke and Matthew, the ones who record it, would be talking mm-hmm. about either an actual birth narrative that actually happened, or would be inserting parts like that for polemic reasons. Well. How how important is Zoroastrianism to the Jews and the Greeks of both Matthew and Luke? Because otherwise, what's the point in it happening? The, well, the, the point would not be that it's – the point is, is that all the people that witness him as Christ at his birth mm-hmm. are shepherds, the enemy, and women. Right. None of those people are viable witnesses in court. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that's like, totally fine. The issue is that if you're going with the Zoro, Zoroastrian polemic, mm-hmm. how how – like you could pick anyone. You could pick Herod. Well, Herod would make more sense. Well, no, and that's mm-hmm. why people go with specific. That's why the alternate is Babylonian. Yeah, is because they were the enemies of the exile. So right. they were the people that denied that God was even the right God, which would Our make God sense to the Jews. But how does that make sense for the Greeks? Like, um, I don't know if it needs to make sense for the Greeks. Really, not if you see uh, Luke as using a similar source document to Matthew. Yeah, that's true. Um, although that polemic idea wouldn't make much sense for Luke to use, right? Like, I know he would be just recording no, well, the story and that just incidentally managed to <clears throat> get carried along with it. Yeah. Well, I think I it would know. absolutely matter to the Greeks. It shows that it wasn't just the Jews who recognized the importance yeah. of Christ. Okay. Gentile shepherds kids. and women. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know. and those aspects might have been meant for the Jewish audience, yeah, of, of the synagogues, yeah, Jewish Christians. Like um, the the reason the reason I bring it up is because for like Daniel, mm-hmm. when the when the Son of Man comes riding on the clouds, mm-hmm. the, the polemic idea there is very directly referencing Babylonian ideas, mm-hmm. which would make sense for the Jews in exile in Babylon. It yeah. makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. um, or at least the ones who came out of it, like whichever one you want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, if the plummet here is just missed by everyone, we just because like the Jews probably didn't understand the Zoroastrian ties to well, mirth, mm-hmm. myrrh, uh, Here's, incense, and gold kind mm-hmm. of idea. This this will help you. Is the Romans also used stars as the signs of coronations of kings? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the Romans got those ideas from the Greeks. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Greeks got those ideas from the Persians. From the Persians. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so. The, the, I mean, that makes that sense. whole and it, not only that it's specifically the star of the east which was the star specifically used for emperors so okay. it's it's directly mm-hmm. relating to this guy is the the 
the rock that comes down no. and crushes the four kingdoms in Daniel. Oh yeah, no the the issue yeah. isn't with the the star. It's with specifically the mega. Again, I'm saying it wrong again. Mm-hmm. Um, with Maggie and um, <laughs> the three gifts given, because I think that's the question, isn't it? The th- why would the three gifts have to be given? Um, no, it's why did three magi, or sorry, why did, yeah, why did the magi come to give gifts to Jesus? What is the significance of Zoroastrian priests bringing gifts? So yeah, they already made the presupposition of it being Zoroastrian, yes. which mm. could have also been Babylonian, depending on how you, you yeah. look at it there. But like, um, why would, why would, why record the gifts if it's one, not important and two, wouldn't make sense to them be, as a polemic? Because you give kings gifts. And they're recognizing that this foreigner, Mm -hmm. uh, this baby born to absolutely nobody, these wise men of another nation uh, who the Romans were in conflict with Persia and that whole area, that those people are acknowledging that this guy is the emperor of the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And so by the giving of the gifts is they're acknowledging that he is the king and bowing before him. Okay, I, I agree with that. It's yeah. my, my, I think more my question is more with why specifically those three, besides it actually happening. Mm-hmm. Like, it, oh, like what the meaning are, uh, yeah, meanings what, are behind the gifts? Yeah, like uh, why specifically those three gifts? Um, if they recorded it, then they must have felt like there was some important reason to do so mm-hmm. more than just the gifts. And if it's just God being like, haha, like future people mm-hmm. look, see, that's the Zoroastrians or that's the Babylonians or whatever. Look, here's mm-hmm. the polemic mm-hmm. ideas. But I don't know if either Luke or um, Matthew or whoever wrote the source document for mm-hmm. it. I don't see how that, those three specific gifts would have mattered to them besides them just being gifts. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's asking what the, what the matter with the gifts are. Um, I guess it is just asking what the significance mm-hmm. of giving gifts itself. But yeah, and and when I first read it, that my first thought was was of course the and that's, the Gentiles thing. Yeah, and the uh, reason right. why we don't understand the significance of each of the gifts specifically mm-hmm. is I think just because neither of us have done the research on that. Sure. Hence thoughts yeah. in real time. There really could be something behind the gifts, but uh, yeah. if not prepared yeah, that section of the document. Kings get gold. Mm-hmm. Um, the France, the, the burial stuff specifically is in reference to his death. Yeah. And then the, the Francis or myrrh is for that. And then the other one is very expensive perfume. Yeah. That people of extreme wealth would have, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I've always thought that part of the birth narrative was a little bit interesting, especially when I was first introduced to the idea that it could be, foreign dignitaries or like that it certainly was because there's not much we know about them, but we know they weren't local. Yes. <laughs> right? We know they were traveling from afar yeah. and that they were guided by the stars. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I haven't got a ton else to talk about. Um, <laughs> we could How go far through we into this. We're, we're about an hour in. Oh, really? About an hour in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I've riddled off the most interesting ones I can, Fine. The other ones we might have to just save for a later date. Um, I always over-prepare for these episodes. I actually no, hate preparing for these episodes. It's you know beautiful. that? It's very difficult. And and maybe this is how we'll close off the episode. But it is so difficult to talk about God online. It, yes. It super is. Um, what? Bring us through the process. Why? So Explain. It, you got about three categories of people. Okay. And I'm going to make them up as we go mm-hmm. along. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay, you've got the people who are 
um, obsessed with one point of view that they heard from one group and they'll repost articles. Yes. Those are very irritating. Right. Like I've read multiple articles. It's usually like a link to answers in Genesis or something. It's yep. just like some shoddy exegesis with like some back of the classroom science, just like real trash stuff. Um, right. Single factor analysis. They only look at one side of things. Yeah. That kind of thing. Or they, they kind of just poo poo the other side, which is kind of what I'm doing right. here, but it's, you know, I'm not a scientist, so I don't have to follow their rules. Actually, that's exactly <laughs> what they say. <laughs> Anyways, yep. or you get um, a lot of accusations that Christians don't understand their own religion. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know how they get in or why they get in, but there's a huge number of uh, like cultic. It's not quite cultic, um, but like heretical groups that'll get into these and just say, you misunderstand the Trinity, or you right. misunderstand this, or you misunderstand, yeah. or you don't even know what you believe. And here's all the things that are, I've made some here's the enemies truth. online, and they don't even know I exist. But I can, you just see them show up in multiple different uh, apologetics groups. And um, and thirdly, you find people that just like to sow strife among brothers. Yes. Who just like to fight. Yeah. Um, and I hope we don't guilty. turn it into that. Yeah, he's cold. No, like, guilty. Like, no, no we have our times we're when we like unity. We like heated debate. Yeah. One time we got in a huge fight over a coffee, coffee maker. maker. <laughs> you knew I was going to say coffee I do, maker. Yeah, yeah. It was like two never, hours long. Yeah. You will never bring that up. The on only the reason I'm even breaking it up is because Caleb is not here. <laughs> and when you people are more like the energy inside, bad yeah, we fight over a metaphor over a coffee machine. Um, but when you find people that they seem to just thrive under that mm-hmm. um, scenario, when the only time they're ever happy is when someone else feels like they're fighting for their life, for well, their view. Um, just, I think part of it is because they're in a bad place mm-hmm. and it gives them comfort when they see other people in that place. Yeah. And so they purposely, probably subconsciously, mm-hmm. bring people into that yeah. as well so mm-hmm. that they feel like they're good. Mm-hmm. Um like when people um, are scared about COVID on either side. Mm-hmm. And so they drag people into their camp mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. they have that community so that they're not the only ones alone Yeah, in this problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. I think people, I think there is an aspect of that even with just like not knowing things mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And people drag people into the, look, see, you actually don't know anything about this topic mm-hmm. like me. Because they feel bad. Well, I don't want to say they feel bad for not knowing anything. Because mm-hmm. I, I think it's more that it's like, oh, I've made this realization. The world's more complicated than I thought. Here, I don't want to say you're like, I don't, I'm not trying to say this without like sounding egotistical. Mm-hmm. At least this person sounding egotistical. Because mm-hmm. I think it's a very mm-hmm. normal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is they look and they're like, look at, I, I've come to this truth. I don't think people really understand. Yeah. Here, come look how messy the world mm-hmm. actually is. It's not mm-hmm. black and white. And Which unfortunately is, and we all do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. Think Secret degrees. knowledge is very attractive, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, everybody wants to believe that they figured it out, mm-hmm. right? That's the core yeah. of the conspiracy theory yeah. group. Is mm-hmm. I mean, like we fall into this sometimes, where it's just like, mm-hmm. no, it's like, don't you know the real thing that's behind? Yeah, the the veil that people don't uh, understand. Yeah. It's the it's right? the feeling when you're driving down the road and you see someone with a flat tire. Yeah. And you know you've got a carjack in the back of your trunk. Yeah. And they might have one that works fine, but you can get out and you can help them. And you've got the thing that can solve all their problems. And all yeah. they have is, is a flat tire. Yeah. Right? right? So it's this kind of whole thing is yeah. like uh, when you're only tools a hammer, every everything looks every like a nail. Yeah. yeah. And 
Um, not to bring this. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm actually doing this on purpose. Yeah. But to bring it back to Christian thought was mm-hmm. this was what separated Gnosticism from Christianity. Yeah. Gnosticism was there's the hidden truth. There's the real truth that's behind the veil that we, mm-hmm. you can obtain. Mm-hmm. But you have to be part of the in group. Yeah. And Christianity was no. Mm-hmm. The the being a part of the in group is the stuff that's up front. Everything is there. Yeah. There's nothing hidden. There's no secret knowledge mm-hmm. behind like in Scientology. Yeah. There's no other truth that mm-hmm. you have to come to later on. Yeah. After you're in the main group, there's a smaller yeah. group on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus Christ died for your sins. You're a sinful person. Do you believe yeah. that he died for you? You're in. Yeah. Right. And there. that that's the truth. I thought that was the secret. Yeah, it's not. It's, wow, it's not the, it's the most sold We're book so on desperately Earth. trying to make it not a secret. <laughs> that is true. I um, mean, I I think that that is. Yeah, you're right. I think that the like, other side of it is also that um, people see the gray and they're like, "Man, everyone talks about it like it's black and white." Mm-hmm. I figured it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that gray itself is the accomplishment. Finding the not actually yeah. deciphering what the what is good in the gray or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I th- okay. Sounds very condescending, mm-hmm. but we all do this. I do this too, and so I'm I'm, I'm fine with using this against mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, that this is the the 14 year old. I'm de- I'm 14, and this is deep kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, did you know that you know religion might not be true? Wow, mm. Christians don't actually know what they're talking about. Crazy. Oh. That means it might not be true. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I think people they see that there's there's nuance and that nuance itself is to be celebrated rather than figuring out yeah does that nuance matter mm-hmm. and more importantly where on what side of the nuance does do you do you do you pick and choose truth from, from one side or the other yeah. it's not just one side it's not just the other so mm-hmm. got to figure out exactly what it is but pointing out that it's not just the black and white i think a mm-hmm. lot of people find they they get happy about it because they feel like they've discovered something yeah well this feels like it could turn into like a cultural conversation too you mm. know yeah um, where it's now becoming co- countercultural to wow. ascribe to specific rigid sets of beliefs. Well, and actually, uh, Brandon Sanderson deals with this in the Mistborn series. <laughs> this whole issue. And this there's is an episode re- for the nerds, dude. There's a really good line about it. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know do- if I've heard any quotes from Mistborn. I, I haven't started it yet, but I've got it. Okay, I'll just say. Should yeah. I just say the. Yeah, go. Yeah, okay. You yeah. The yeah, it's just like they're watching this one guy who's like one of the enemies, but he's act- he becomes a good guy. Um, and the one character is sympathetic towards him, and the other character hates all of the these people group. Okay. Um, and the sympathetic one is like, look, he's trying to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Him and his friends are like dealing with this issue, and they're they're trying to make the place better mm-hmm. for the people that are being subjugated. And this older man who's like, he's like all young men. <laughs> sit around with their friends and philosophize about changing the world to make it a better place. And mm-hmm. they all get over it. Oh yeah. And it's, yeah. it's like, they, it's kind of job. Yeah. But it's, like it's also kind of just like, it's sometimes what we do Yeah, here, mm-hmm. like on this podcast where we're I'll like, never get Oh, over we've, it. we've got, we, we've got the actual idea. These other Christian groups, mm-hmm. they're bad. They don't sure. know what they're talking about. Right. Yep. Um, but it's the same problem. Yeah. It's the same problem of I'm in the in group. These people, they're idiots. I'm I'm better than them. Yeah. Um. And I we we can fix it. Every other human being has done this, where they've had some friends, they've had some conversations, and they're like, and they feel like they've solved the issue. They feel just like if everyone else issue. understood. Yeah. And it's just no, but everybody else reached that conclusion yeah. and then realized that they were an idiot at that moment as well. Mm. 
And then right. everybody's just in this mess. And that's right. called sin. And that's called the fallen world. Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously not every discussion about every truth is like that, but yeah. it happens so much. that <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, that's a big reason why I love these conversations with you guys. Yeah. And I think I'm, that's where I'm going to call it because it's late and I got a wife to go home to now. So now I'm good to, and you wow. get to say that. I get to say that now. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty, uh, pretty cool now. High five, dude. Yeah. Family getting married. Look at that. Hopefully the mic's picked up a crisp high five. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you so much for listening to the second rate saints. I'm going to cut it off here. Um, if you've enjoyed even a little bit of this conversation, yeah, yeah. If you've enjoyed even a little bit of this conversation, then uh, definitely uh, subscribe to our social medias. That would be Instagram, YouTube, uh, and uh, yeah, Instagram, YouTube. And what else? Oh, we got our website, website yeah. uh, com. Also follow us on Spotify. That helps yep. our mm-hmm. our ratings. If you can give us a, a good rating on uh, Spotify and on um, Apple Music, that would be, uh, yeah. yeah. And also our website, which we've already talked about. <laughs> Joel, the website. Yes, no, he's been trying to signal me the website. Okay. This is Joel, why I don't I think you've talked about the website. Media. Both of you have, anyways, whatever. Um, sorry for this rough crash landing. If you've made it this far, you're my favorite subscriber. Okay. Uh, God bless, and let's just end just it. Just end it. <laughs>